Good evening, Internet Land. I am your host, Bootleg Libertarian. Uh, this is not a real Libertarian podcast. We've got Tyler Smith on tonight. He's running a little bit late, so you'll have to settle for myself and Mr. Doherty. But before we get to that, we're going to do the usual thing, the podcast thing. Which is tell you to go buy the Royal Green by Jack Casey. Go to theroyalgreen.com and you too can be a part of the Jack Casey cult. As you seen last week uh, with Miss Natalie Bruno for Governor, uh, you get a welcome basket. That's what he said. If you don't get it, you can go email him. His email is on the website. The website is theroyalgreen.com. The second thing I'm going to tell you to go do uh, is go to looking at this. It says, New York State sucks. Liberty is available at tomfor52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Go make a donation. His feet are all jacked up. They're like upside down. It's really nasty. It's weird. Um, He's running for state senate in New York. Um, he's not really running, he's like rolling, but it's the same thing, uh, cause his feet don't work. It's also a joke. He loves these jokes. He will actually dish it back out to you. So it's not being ableist when the guy is totally cool with it. Starting next week, Tuesday at 7 PM freedom time, Eastern standard time. Or whatever it's called now. Um, you know. We will start not a real news broadcast. Hosting me, myself, and I. And then on Wednesday at 7, Freedom Time. will be not a real veteran podcast. Hosting this goober. Right here. What's up? That was quite an introduction. I was just watching you. I wasn't even ready. But I liked it. Gotta keep you on your toes, man. So how much did Tom pay us for that ad, and when am I going to get my cut? Because that's what I'm thinking about this whole time. How much do you think we've been getting paid for the Royal Green ads? I'm hoping it's generous. I hope that Jack Casey is being very generous because, you know, this podcast is not generating a ton of revenue just yet. And I know the Royal Green is. I know that he's getting rich off of it. So hopefully good. We'll see. Uh, I expect my check by the end of the month. Uh, uh, Let's see. I'll just show you how much uh, that would be a dime and a nickel. I had that handy. That's perfect. That's your uh, that's your cut of the check. Uh, it's in the mail. Going out tomorrow. Perfect, man. Yeah, but Liberty does come with a price, uh, but not yet because apparently nobody wants to pay us. So <laughs> we do it for the movement. We don't need any money. We do it for the memes. Bye, guys from Cajun Libertarian and Eskimo Libertarian. There she is. Ouch. Yep. Does he get an allowance? You know what? Yes, no, like, I'm not plugging you anymore <laughs> with the with the baby face jokes. You're killing me. Uh, Jimmy Eel says, who's the little kid on the right? I'm going to fight you guys. Every single one of you. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see you fight um, the Eskimo. 
because she once played rugby at a very high level. And she hunts grizzly bears. So I don't know. That might that might be too much, but still. I'd say that right there is a challenge accepted. And um, your check will be now written to your mom. Um, I'll make sure that she gets that 15 cents. My mom would be thankful. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, uh, we all make fun of you, but uh, we were actually talking today on Crack House uh, about how uh, in 20 years, should any of us still be alive, um, you'll still look young and we will all look deathly old. <laughs> That's how I feel about it, man. I didn't always look young. I mean, I guess I did, but I didn't start hearing that till a few years ago, so I'm pretty happy about it. I enjoy it a lot. You always look young. The problem was is you just didn't start looking older, and that's what's getting you. Interesting. I'll have to run that through my brain a couple more times, but I get it. You, Yeah, you've always looked young, but you didn't age like the rest of us, so that is the problem. Ah, I see. You're, you're aging at a slower rate. You got a point. Well, my mom, is uh, she's over 60. And she looks really young. So hopefully I got those jeans. We'll see. I would say you probably do. You're how old? Let's talk about some Liberty shit, though, because we're going to waste all this 10 minutes and have no content but some bullshit. Well, I think shit on you is pretty good content. I'm trying to get over it. I'm not enjoying it as much as you are. <laughs> You'll enjoy it in 20 years. Don't worry. Yeah, true. Um, no. So I did want to take one minute to cover something serious. Um, and that is the death of my beloved redacted caucus. It is not, in fact, my caucus, but I claim them, those hooligans and those Neanderthals. I love them dearly. May your OG accounts rest in peace. They closed all of them? They nuked everything, bro. Um, like the RCLP got nuked, and then Janae made another one uh, uh-huh. the next day, sent me an invite. Immediately nuked. So we got to come up with a new word. I mean, it's transitioned from so many things, but we just have to come up with the next redacted. What are we going to call it now? Uh, yeah, sad penguin sad noises. noises. No more igloo. No more luau. It doesn't fucking matter. It, sorry. Pardon my French again. It doesn't matter <laughs> what we call it, though. It's in here. It doesn't even need a page. Uh, yes, uh, Ashley. She says, uh, did they nuke the admins' accounts as well? Yes, they nuked everything. It yeah. was... The Oklahoma chapter got taken down, and Nick O'Day's personal account got taken down. I don't know if Nick's watching right now. I'm not watching the comments very closely, but yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Kareem. Spike Cohen posted a picture of himself with a Hawaiian AR-15 the other day, so that's a victory for the Redacted Caucus anyway. And it's a beautiful rifle, too. Gorgeous. Um, yeah, where did you get that? Uh, somebody else's. Uh, he was just <laughs> taking a photo with it. Kareem says, uh, when Thari, I'm sure you're supposed to say they nuked everything, did they also have F-15s? Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't think F-15s can drop nukes, though. I'm not sure. I don't think so. You were Air Force, so you'd be the one to know. I don't think they can do it. Maybe, like, tiny ones. I don't know. The tactical nukes, uh, maybe. I would say, but yeah. No. They've got small, uh, small nukes, though, so it could happen. They have missiles and stuff. Typically, nukes are either sub 
st- uh, sub carried or uh, one of those uh, stealth bombers, the uh, B fifty twos. Well, they carry them on B ones, B fifty twos, not B. Well, they have B fifty twos, but B fifty twos aren't stealth. B twos, B two Spirit is what you're thinking of. But all, okay, all three of those will carry them. But man, I'm pissed off this week to be honest with you because of the conspiracy. All the information coming about about the conspiracy to kidnap the governor of Michigan, because what they basically figured out is federal agents got up in this militia and basically coaxed them and talked them into kidnapping the governor of Michigan and then arrested all the genuine people for it. So it's a really new concept to talk about. What happens if you've got 30 militia members and then 10 federal agents come in and radicalize the shit out of them and convince them to do all these terrible things and become more violent and exacerbate them, and then they get arrested for it? Who's responsible for that? Well, that would be entrapment. I mean – it, it should be entrapment because be. they're they're encouraging the violence and then yeah it it that should 100 percent be entrapment it's not going to be because that's what the government wants um yeah but so i'm glad steven witt brought this up he said that they are in the proud boys too hmm. so i heard a joke uh, i was watching this uh like this clip from a guy who's uh, I think he's said he's Mexican or he's Puerto Rican. He's a, he's of Hispanic descent. Um, and he did this skit. He was talking about how uh, his, a buddy of his said, man, proud boys are coming to town. We gotta go beat their ass. He's like, what, what, what is that? He's like, they're a white nationalist group. He said, huh? He went, he said, he looked him up. He's seen the, uh, what's that guy's name? Enrique something. Um, the the head of the Proud Boys or whatever. It's um it's not Enrique. It's uh shit. What is that guy's name? Mm. It's something with an MC. He's Scottish, like Patrick McLaughlin or something like that. No, 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 no. The head of the Proud Boys is a he's a Hispanic dude. Um, but uh, basically he said uh, Patrick McGinnis. That's who it is, or Patrick Gavin McGinnis. McGinnis, something like that. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He helped found it, but he wasn't like the official head of the Proud Boys. Huh. Um, okay. but I know who you're talking about. Um. But no, so this Hispanic comedian says, he said, would you look at that? He says, they couldn't find a white guy to run the group, so they had to call in a Mexican. And I was like, that's funny as shit. He said, said, (laughs) do you think that they're a white nationalist group, in your opinion, from what you know about them? I don't know hardly anything about them, to be honest. Um, I've seen them brawl with Antifa a few times. Um. Enrique Toro, Ter- Tario, Torio. So I was, I was right, sort of. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know much about them, and I honestly just don't care. Um, everybody I've seen that's been associated with them is kind of a, a grifty dude. Um, so I don't, I've got no interest in them. Fair. They call themselves a um, a Western male chauvinist group. That's what they say. And so they're really into the division of gender roles, the division of family roles, things like that. Um, I wouldn't say they're specifically white nationalists, but they're very proud of Western heritage and things like that. So there's a fine line between those two things. But I do like watching sometimes YouTube videos of them brawling with Antifa. I won't lie. It's pretty funny. But usually the cops send them home and split it up. They don't like them antagonizing them but they're definitely not libertarians and their ideology is definitely lacking in a lot of ways. So definitely not to be adhered. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, I, 
I've got no interest in them. <laughs> um, they you just seem really like, good. yeah, they just seem like. Uh, it seems like they were radicalized by the like the woke left, and they just kept pushing it and kept pushing mm-hmm. the envelope. And they're just almost like a troll group, but they show up to things and fight people. Yeah, um, so it's just it's one of those things. It's I'm not I'm not a big fan of them. So yeah, I think that's what's awesome about being a libertarian in our group is that. Our ideology existed before the radical left really existed. I mean, there were communists whenever the Libertarian Party was founded, but it's very different. They didn't think it would be this mainstream. I didn't think it would be this mainstream, of course. But, um, you know, our ideology predates that quite a bit. And so we're not a response to anything. We're not an anger movement. We're not an emotional movement. We're a logical movement. And I think that's cool. It separates us from all those other assholes. Well, that, that is an interesting contention. Um, I've heard other people say that. I would say that there is some emotion to it because it's not all just pure um, just stats and numbers. Um, Republicans base their entire like platforms supposedly on stats and numbers, right? Um, I think emotionally, a lot of people just dislike the government and so they uh, they separate themselves from the government and then fall in line with the the numbers game some people are the opposite they fall in line with the numbers game and just learn to hate government that's a good point Um, so i mean there's it's it's a it's a twofold thing um man i hope tyler's all right shoo yeah if not we'll wing it we got it we can just talk about him behind his back it's even better yeah he said he'd be about 10 minutes late but that's, uh, he's running on libertarian time, so we'll probably see him <laughs> in about 20 minutes. People got life, man. Yeah. Right out there. So, yeah, so that, that show you did last night was, uh, was pretty awesome, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Um, you got guests planned already, so we need to get them on the calendar and everything, but we got to keep talking about that. You'll have to come on sometime and talk about your experiences and stuff on the veteran side, since you're an admin on the page and everything anyway, but it's cool, man. I like, I like talking about those issues and bringing light to them. Cause I feel like it's a very unspoken for group of people. And what's interesting is there's all these veteran charity groups. There's all these marketing initiatives. It's almost like pride. You know what I mean? Where all the businesses and corporations milk it to the utmost extent. But then whenever you actually look at who's making realistic change, who's actually doing things, who actually cares about soldiers, you know, airmen, sailors, Marines, veterans, nobody does. Nobody thinks about the policy. So I love I love being able to bring these things to light and actually represent a group, you know, and give them a fighting chance and represent them on serious issues that don't sound fluffy and patriotic like we're used to. So I do want to bring something up that Steven said. Uh, if you get it on Apple, I'll listen to the audio. Um, all the shows will be on Apple Podcast under Not a Real Libertarian. I just haven't had a chance yet to upload last night's episode. Um, I do work because being libertarian does not pay anything yet. <laughs> so, um, right. yeah, it'll it'll be up um, <clears throat> tonight. Uh, th- along with this episode, it'll be on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Um, and if you haven't already, uh, like and sub- uh, follow the page on Facebook, like and subscribe on YouTube, um, and give us a follow on your preferred uh, uh, podcasting platform. 
because it helps with the algorithms and the other things that go with the algorithms. Hell yeah. Yeah, well, Stephen, uh, I just wanted to address this. Yeah, Stephen, all the shows, uh, all three of them will be on uh, Apple Podcasts. They'll all be under the Not A Real Libertarian brand name. Steven's a vet. He's a veteran caucus guy. So I'm glad to get him on here too. Nice. Yeah. So we don't uh, have anything to talk about right now. Let's talk about why did bootleg libertarian become a libertarian? Because we've never asked you that on this show. And you are the host of this show and creator. So I feel like while we got a minute, let's talk about your origins, man. Well, uh, I was a Republican pretty much uh, the vast majority of my life. When I went in the army, um, Obama was president. Um, I was always a kind of a gun fanatic. And as I got older, I kind of realized that Republicans weren't always there for the gun community. They said they were. They would post up at the NRA, do the photo shoots, holding a shotgun and with very poor finger. Or yeah. <laughs> Always over um, under. Yeah. Um, and then as I got older, uh, well, I'll start with this. Um, I had found a certain group of individuals with whom are, that's not good English, uh, who are enthusiasts of Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and I was still a Republican at that time. And <clears throat> they, uh, they kind of radicalized me. So that's why the uh, redacted caucus was always a, a huge uh, fan of mine or my, I was a huge fan of theirs, not fan of mine. Mom, a uh, fan of theirs. Sure. But, uh, I, that's kind of how it came in. Uh, and then I started doing the research and realized, uh, the government absolutely sucks protecting the second amendment, whether it's red or blue, but I've got great news for everyone. Uh, the one, the only, Tyler Smith is now with us. And here he is. What's up? Hey, man? what's up, fellas? Well, How you doing, bud? Good. Just got home from work. Sorry for being late. That's all right. All good. Got to make that money somehow. That's absolutely right. It's actually the earliest I've been home all week, so. This is how important I was making this. So. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Lordy. Well, uh, Tyler, we appreciate you coming on the show. Um, uh, do you just want to give anybody who doesn't know who you are a little bit of background? Uh, sure. Um, so I'm Tyler. I uh, work as the secretary for the Radical Caucus, the corresponding secretary, that is. I'm a treasurer for Outright Libertarians. Um, I uh, live in Arizona. I've been an activist uh, for libertarian causes at Libertarian Party for at least probably 12 to 13 years. Uh, only properly coming in the party probably around 2011. So, uh, And I'm candidate for LNC secretary, even though as of late, there have been some issues that have kind of uh, focused on family a little bit, but we're getting back in the swing of things. Uh, we're trying to make it to Ohio uh, for their uh, conference next month. And I believe we're also going to try and get down to Alabama for uh, their 
ballot access event where uh, a lot of the uh, podcasters and Spy Cohen and everybody are going to be at. So we're going to try and make it to some of these events. We're also planning on being at the 50th LP birthday. Uh, we're going to try and link up with uh, our Region 1 alternate and try to do some work with some povertarians to help people who, you know, may not be able to afford the festivities and, you know, make a good time for those that are actually on the ground and spending their own money and making this party mobilized. So, so what is awesome. it, man? I want to talk about the run a little bit because that's kind of a huge issue, of course, right now with everything going on in the LNC. I'm sure you're tired of talking about it, but since you're coming on a podcast, I'm going to ask you anyway. What uh, what are you going to bring to the table? Secretary, do differently, and really bigger question. What even though you're running a secretary, that's not the main decision maker necessarily. What's your vision for the LNC right now? So when I first introduced the idea of running for uh, secretary, it was um, nothing to do with casting any type of aspersion of on Miss Harlos, and it still isn't. And I'm fairly quick to uh, denounce anybody that would think that I do think any less of her or anything, given everything that's going on. Uh, but the whole point of my run for secretary is to help modernize it, bringing in, bringing in new technologies to help advance cohesion amongst the membership and the LNC, as well as uh, provide expedience for when we do our national conventions and party business in order to help build a backbone and a, an administrative structure for those activists that are on the ground. And again, this is not anything that uh, Ms. Harless has pitfalled on. It's just I want to take a foundation that she has established through her passionate work and her uh, passion for this movement, and I want to build upon it and help uh, strengthen it. So that's my big plan for it. And we've got a few people that are on board with this uh, as far as whether they're on my campaign team or they're on the team that's helping develop this with through uh, certain platforms we're operating on and uh, such as Caitlin Cloven, who uh, everybody knows her at this point. She's been going around the country talking about marketing and everything, how to improve our lot, especially with the duopoly crumbling in on itself right now. Uh, right now is the prime opportunity to kick in the door. And if we're going to kick in the door, we need that administrative backbone that's actually going to uh, help advance it through the channels the state has tried to utilize as a weapon against us. So I think it's time we can use those weapons and turn it on them. And uh, I think it's high time, uh, the most prime opportunity we've had in the aftermath of Donald Trump and the wake of Joe Biden. And that being said, uh, I, the vision for the party at that point is to become one of the most formidable uh, political forces this country's ever seen since the uh, American Revolution. Um, hopefully with a little, lot less bloodshed this time. At the same time, we need to get, come in with just an, uh, just the same amount of veracity and tenaciousness that those forefathers and those uh, revolutionaries did. And there's no other opportunity we're going to get that like this. I really like where your mind's at, man. I really like where your mind's at. I think that's a great, great vision and, and well said. Yeah, what's really interesting is that um, <clears throat> there wasn't actual, actually a whole lot of support during the Revolutionary War for uh, – a war against Britain. Um, a lot of people then were saying uh, a lot of what a lot of people say to us now is that, you know, you're outgunned, you're outmanned, you know, you don't have enough uh, support. You know, there's, there's not many of you. Um, <clears throat> there's no way to win. You know, it's, it was going against the most formidable uh, military force in the world. 
Um, and I think the best estimates were like 1% of the population, maybe 5% uh, actually supported the war. Three. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and if you look now, that's kind of what we're polling at um, at the national level. Um, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, but it, it doesn't, we don't have to convert the entire nation, you know, all at once. It takes time, but we are making that progress. And so, um, with someone with a with a really dedicated drive and someone who has a great vision for the future, uh, it's definitely something we need. Um, you know, Miss Harlow's. You know, I've I've not spoke to her um, yet. You know, I've I've uh, had more interactions with uh, Mr. Tyler Smith over here, but uh, um, you know, I, I think whoever does end up winning it will do a phenomenal job either way. So. I, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you on that. that and that's one thing that I always like to stress to a lot of people because I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of conflict right now, and my whole goal is to stop pointing the weapons at each other, start pointing at the people that are wanting us to split. So uh, that that's the big thing. And whoever wins, I'm still dedicated to this movement and promoting the message. And I know she is as well. So I, in my opinion, I don't think, I don't think there is a losing option here. Um, I do think that there are things that I would handle differently, but there's no reason to, uh, there's no reason to say that how she handled it has handled things, certain things that were, was the wrong way. Uh, we've all got passion, high passions right now. We've all, we're all high strung. We've all been cooped up in houses and, beaten down and like got cabin fever. So a lot of our anger, I think stemming from that, a lot of that is all that is. And I think we need to get back to our headspace where we're all fighting with each other, uh, with uh, alongside each other with the state instead mm-hmm. of fighting each other while the state's watching and grabbing popcorn. Yeah, that's, that, that is a good point. And <clears throat> the one thing about, uh, especially a lot of libertarians who are like deeply involved with the party are very passionate about things, um, which, which, it's both good and bad. Um, I mean, it, it causes some of the infighting, um, just the raw passion of it, but it also is used for good things too. You, you, you if, it, if we can all find a common enemy and just direct it at that, there's a lot of passionate people. Um, and so that is, yeah, that's a great, that's a phenomenal point, Tyler. We should so. just assume that our enemy is going to try to inspire infighting among us and any drama among us is absolutely the wrong direction. So we should just take that as a tactic and try to avoid it at all costs. That's right, Jimmy. This is a good comment. You tried to bring it up after I already brought it up, didn't you? My bad. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> we both had the same thought. Oh, uh, but I, I got to disagree. I like caucuses for the sake of you know identity and action, but I don't like using them as a divisive tactic. So we we need to stop. We need to identify as libertarians first and caucus members second. Well, Mr. Smith, I'm going to ask you something. Um, this is a little bit different show than what most people do. Um, this doesn't need to be always serious because there's time for a lot of other serious shows. So the real question is, are you good and nervous now? It takes a lot to make me nervous, but the way you, you posited that question, or the way you've uh, presented the platform for this question's got me a little bit but where is this going this is this is make or break here so when you're not doing liberty shit what are you doing for fun to blow off steam 
Mm. <laughs> well, that's damn. Uh, I'm not one that's normally less speechless. I normally like to read. I like to write a lot. Uh, I <laughs> I'm revealing a little bit of uh, my nerdy side. I like to play a lot of uh, RTS games on my computer. Uh, like what? M- mostly old ones that no longer have n- <laughs> any type Age of, of connection. Age of Empires. <laughs> yeah. Do you cheat or do you play by the rules? Like Cobra cars or no Cobra cars? No, I don't. I don't use the cheats. Uh, well, I can't say that. I have a couple of times if I'm playing on higher difficulties, I'll use resource cheats. Yeah. But I just say that I, I just like I like to rationalize it. Like if I were really in this situation, I'm just really good at free trade. Like I know how to get my stuff. So. Uh. I, uh, I will say if if things are going downhill very quickly, there will be a lot of cobras running around. Uh, <laughs> Same, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, the resource sheets. I put those in immediately. Robin Hood, Rock On. I've got to memorize. But the cobra cars, <laughs> they're coming. They're coming for sure. Uh, uh, and then there's Command and Conquer. I like to play uh, Generals. I like that. Those are my favorite ones, Generals and Zero Hour. Those are my two favorite Command and Conquer games. Okay. Nice. Good so, stuff. About, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I've already started too many. about Company of Heroes? Have you tried that? That's a little more modern. I, I can't say I have, but I will definitely look into it. I've got a fiance that's really good at finding certain files to download onto my computer so I, that's actually how i even got the other two games on here so yeah if you like command and conquer company heroes is like a very updated version of that give it a shot definitely look into that yeah <clears throat> a lot of shows will be real serious all the time we try to do goofy stuff all all the time and just we try to personalize and you know make people you know human and not libertarian robots that uh talk about policy all the time yeah, no, that's. Uh, I appreciate that one hundred percent. Having you squirming a little bit there was uh, was a bonus. So, <laughs> man, can I ask you? You got a lot of cool flags and decorations behind you. Can I ask you specifically about this coral snake? Because I've never seen this flag before, and as a libertarian, not knowing what a flag means, I'm a little embarrassed. Okay, so this one is actually kind of so. There's this group that I have a lot of friends in, despite maybe some baseline philosophical disagreements in terms of how to attain ultimate freedom in our lifetime. But uh, it's called an anarcho-synergy ball. And me and a member of that, I I had seen that he was doing some work on some coffee bugs. Uh, His name's Matthew Perez. I'd seen him do do a lot of like, you know, uh, work on coffee mugs in terms of not to invoke something that, has kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth, given who's associated with it. But uh, Bottom Unity was what the name of this flag eventually was named. And I I introduced the concept. I asked him to help me out with it. So we designed it, and it is the coral snake of the Gadsden. It has the three main colors of the anarchist uh, philosophy, which is anarcho-capitalism, anarcho-mutualism, and anarcho-communism, uh, with the black field underneath it. And underneath it, it says, under no pretext shall we be tread upon. And uh, so we combined uh, the major key points of the philosophies or the most recognizable ones and combined the phrase into that. So it's in order to signify that while our goal is to absolutely demolish the state, the end goals of how we establish what comes after 
can be decided upon after we do the actual hard work in terms of ridding ourselves of state oppression. Okay. Uh, I can argue property rights all day long, but in all actuality, me sitting here arguing for eight hours is not doing anything such as lobbying to get uh, marijuana legalized or police reform or something like that. I, it, it doesn't. And I, it's true sucks, but it's, that's all it is. Like, you know, we're not out there in the streets like the Cubans are right now, or, you know, we're not actually, you know, when I say we, I mean, in this context, like we can't sit here and keep arguing when there's so much going on that we could be changing. Uh-huh. When we're arguing about this inconsequential shit in the moment, it's completely impeding us from doing what actually needs to be done. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let me, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to try and phrase this. In not a way that sounds entrapmenty. Um, do you see a real alliance in the future with anarcho-communists? Because some of the ones that I've met are like super anti, like you know, property rights and stuff like that. Um, do you think that there is some middle ground that we can find where we can all work together? I absolutely, I absolutely do, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying because I, I. I have people over all the time where we, we do like Sunday brunches and stuff like that. We have a plethora of different people from different backgrounds that come over. We discuss this all day long. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, I'll see you at the police reform protest or, hey, I'll see you in Tennessee or Ohio or wherever we're going. And it's it's one of those things. Yeah, like I said, baseline, philosophically, we're going to argue about shit. And if this were my perfect world, uh, the state's uh, no longer a factor, no longer, you know, any type of Leviathan, as it were. I think, honestly, if you want to go and establish your little anarcho-communist community, and I'm going to go over here with our little, like, free trade, uh, pro-private uh, property area, like, you know, we're going to, we can still exist. I th- do think it would be a fact of the matter of, personally, could I live in a com- communist uh, community? Probably not, and that that but that again, it's this is where to me it bleeds, and this is my opinion, and not to be like you know combative or anything, but this is where it turns trivial for me because that is so far off in the distance. Mm -hmm. But I do honestly think that if your end goal is the ending, like you know, the oppression of the state, getting the invasiveness of the duopoly out of our faces, out of our lives, I can work with you. And mm. I believe that that is a way that we can strengthen our philosophy, our movement, and what we stand for. Uh, because right now, like you know, we're talking about three percent is all it took for an entire uh, colonial society to rebel against the biggest empire in the world and succeed. I think we can actually get to that point, and I guarantee you half of those colonists probably, hell, even the founding fathers didn't agree with each other. One of them shot the other one and killed them in a duel after we did a change. So, I mean, it's going to happen. We're going to not like each other, and that's the end goal. But the end goal is to throw off these shackles, and that's Mm. that's where I stand on it. Do I think the argument comes up? uh, It's going to come up again this Sunday? Probably. But at the end of the day, we're still our end goals are the same. That state is what's causing the problem. You know, not my belief in private property or their lack thereof. Yeah, I, I uh... no, I can get behind that a lot, man. I, I don't, 
I see what you're saying that we're going to have disagreements, but I think the bottom unity thing, if we can get rid of the top half of this political spectrum and we basically get everybody to agree that using force and coercion is wrong, then we can have those arguments. We can have those debates later and those debates are never going to stop happening. You know, every it's, it's going to be city to city, town to town, state to state. It's going to depend, but um, we have to, we have to get the Leviathan killed first. Got to get, stop having to have somebody take 30 to 50% of our paycheck encroach on every area of our life i'm i haven't thought about this before but i'm with you yeah i i agree with uh what tyler said as well as long as you know everybody chooses to live in whatever community they want to um you know if they want to have a communist community down the road i can 100 percent get along with that um as long as nobody is forced in anything you know um the idea that they want to do that without government force i can actually applaud because um, without the government, it it really is just all voluntary. Whatever you know, whether it's, it's communism, or, yeah, or co- communism or capitalism or whatever. So, uh, I do agree. And it wasn't like I said, I wasn't trying to like pitch you in anything. I just kind of wanted to pick yeah, your brain yeah. on that. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. Honestly, I want penny universities to come back. It used to be like little coffee shops where people would go, and if they paid a penny, they got to drink some uh, coffee or tea, and then they just sit there and bark and yell at each other about what their different philosophical ideas were. I want those to come back. Those should be, that should be a thing. So wait, what did you call that? They're called, they're, I think historically they're, they're called penny universities because that's where people would go and like, they would just sit there and debate. That would be all they would do, introduce their ideas of how they think society should be or how uh, politically they should, the, the country should be structured. And I, they were really popular throughout Europe. If I recall correctly, and it's the, awesome. the only reason I'm even bringing those up, I think I saw it earlier on Twitter or Facebook. Like somebody posted, I was like, I've read about those. Like those should make a comeback. That's uh, awesome, huh? And at hey. at the end of the day, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler. But at the end of the day, people usually walked away shaking hands. You know, it wasn't like there was no hard feelings, and typically they they weren't aggressive towards each other. But they were just like civilized discussions. You know, two people just pass along ideas. Or a group of people pass along ideas. I I, I mean I, I don't think there's really any specifications on you know any type of physical conflict, but I'm just saying I think it'd be entertaining to watch a fist fight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I have a question for you, Tyler. Are you on Clubhouse? I okay. I am. Complicated answer. I am, but I had to get a new phone, so I have to remember my login to get back into it. <laughs> yeah well, there's a lot of people that are throwing up here like clubhouse you know oh, Penn universities yep yeah it's it, it's already gone but um <laughs> <Tom> weird <laughs> so tom actually told me today that since you were coming on the show he would actually watch he said he hates podcasts it's like the one thing that he hates the most in this world <laughs> and, and so you got him to roll over to his computer and hop like on stairs. and watch just kidding oh god oh i'm sorry oh, tom Lord. i'm sorry tom no you're not well, i appreciate <laughs> go it tom. On. go on i actually i i had the privilege of helping out a little bit with tom's run for uh the 52nd district up in New York. Yeah. I've actually got his coffee mug sitting on my uh, bookshelf over there with a little uh, pride flag in it. So right in front of my statue of Liberty uh, statue. So 
<laughs> yeah. So, four five two dot com. Yeah. So so Tom is actually a really good sport for anyone who doesn't know and who's never talked to him. He he uh he will make more jokes about his own disability than anyone else will. Um and uh, it, it is it is really funny, and he is he's an awesome dude. Um, if you want to support his campaign, go to tom fifty two dot com. Um, but yeah, we're 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 trying to we're trying to plug everybody all tonight. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tom said that you were involved with his campaign. So, and you just said it as well. So, uh, what all uh, what all did you help him with on his campaign? My primary purpose was to. Uh work for mostly uh, Veterans Affairs, uh, giving some insight on that. Um, I ran numbers mostly on you know, veterans in his district and uh, worked with his policy team a little bit on working on the messaging because uh, regionally speaking, and this is my approach to it, uh, regionally speaking, we have people here. Well, I say here, I'm not in South Carolina anymore. But in the South, we have a lot of people who are veterans that came out and for whatever reason, when it's a heavily red-dominated area, the libertarians tend to lean a little bit more to, like, the social policies and everything like that. Up north, however, in a heavy blue state like New York and in red areas like where the 52nd district is, they become very economically minded. They become very uh, culturally conservative libertarians. And I was trying to find a way to make that all mesh in terms of messaging with veterans and uh, working on certain uh, VA policies and uh, VA healthcare policies, and um, I was uh, I, I was a little bit involved at the beginning, uh, or a little bit more so involved at the beginning of the campaign. But as things ramped up with other campaigns, like I was, uh, I also simultaneously working as Kerry McKinnon's campaign manager in Texas for his run for Senate, and uh, so uh, a lot of my meetings throughout the uh, week started to conflict with each other. So I would hop on to Tom's one week and then hop back over to Carrie's another week. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, mostly it was uh, crunching numbers, uh, helping shape language for certain policies uh, as they pertain to the veteran community in the 52nd district. Nice. That's awesome, man. Are you a veteran? Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> what, I was what actually uh, in the, uh, I'm sorry. What branch? Yeah, you were about to say it anyway. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was in the Air Force. Uh, actually, uh, I attribute that to my finding the Libertarian Party. So, what'd you do? Um, I worked as a TW one X one, which uh, if you're not familiar with AFSCs, I was a low toed weapons troop. Uh, I made uh, the jets uh, more than just another airliner. You know all the other you know snarky quips that we had. Um, so I essentially worked on weapons components, bombs, missiles, uh, as far as arming wires, uh, everything like that, make sure the systems were going to, uh, actually launch them and activate them and everything like that. So, uh, without going into too much of the, the particulars of it, um, seeing some aftermath, uh, some aftermaths of what happened with when, because of my job kind of started to lead me down a moral uh, conundrum a little bit. And that's when I found uh, libertarianism and that uh, maybe there was a reason I was feeling that way. So, uh, but yeah. So, so 
We would love to feature you on the Veteran Caucus page. And also now we have Not A Real Veteran podcast. So if you ever want to go deep into the story of how those two things connected in your mind, we would love to talk more about that for sure. That's actually hosted right. by uh, Mr. Will Doherty, uh, the, the the child in the red shirt up there, and then his <laughs> buddy Braxton Voorhees. Um, <clears throat> they were both as well Air Force. I was Army, so I was you know the only real branch. Um, everybody knows that the Air Force is just a business. So that's true. It's a corporation, but it's, it's awesome. Corporation. No, but life. yeah. We'd, we'd love to schedule you on for that show. I will not be there, so you don't have to see my ugly mug again, but uh, you will have to deal with uh, Mr. Will Doherty. We'll talk. We'll give it a far enough time out so that you can focus on work life and your other stuff. I know you're doing a lot anyway, but yeah, I mean, those stories are huge. They're just so impactful to people to hear that because everybody assumes that people in the military, okay, statists assume that people in the military are extremely patriotic and just love everything that the state does. Um, so we're trying to destroy that narrative, so... I think that's that's awesome. There's so many, you know, veterans who have led to libertarianism through their service. So I think that story is just very powerful. I think we I think we come out more patriotic than we went in. When we go in, we're pseudo patriotic. We're like the Americana, Apple Pie yep. guy, everything like that. But we come out actually patriotic because we're like that tree looks a little withered. So yeah, damn straight. Yeah, statism. Uh, uh, patriotic for the status is uh, lick the boot. Uh, patriotic in the historical sense is we're going to burn this mother down because we don't like where it's at. <laughs> Damn right. So, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Smith, where can people find you and how can they support you? So, uh, <laughs> I actually uh, run uh, uh personality page on Facebook, uh, Tyler Smith, activist, anarchist, libertarian. Um, that's uh, mostly to, that's the mostly the shot. Oh, shit. Hey, uh, Tyler, we lost you, bud. There oh, we go. Am I back? You're back. Yeah, you're good. Now you're back. All right. Yeah, that's my, uh, more of my, like, uh, revelation of where my philosophy and my political beliefs actually lie and uh, you know i kind of keep that on the nose it's mostly a lot of uh it's like a snapshot into who i am uh, if you want to keep up with traveling and people i talk to who i'm meeting with uh my instagram is uh at tyler for sec sec 22 um and uh let's see what else do i do i run on twitter uh Kind of just uh, with brief commentaries on the current events. Uh, so uh, that is at sassy underscore radical. Um, and then I do have a PayPal that funds not just my travel, but it funds people on my staff and other activists that are in our network. Um, right now, uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago, we helped the activists and uh, being gone, uh, Arizona. Help me get to Ohio. Um, AJ Candler and Tennessee, you know, we're, we're kind of like, like trying to help and help them stay afloat. It's not enough of them. 
I think hey, we're you. Hey, man, we can't hear your audio very well. Yeah, oh, can out. you hear me now? That's better. Yeah, yeah that's better. All right. Uh, yeah, but it helps fund their lodging, their travels, and their food. But it also, we partner with other organizations uh, during certain months or certain weeks and everything like that. And portions of what we raise will go to them. Right now, uh, we are. I'm doing the particulars and budgeting. I had some personal events come up, as I stated earlier. Uh, but I'm working on getting a portion to outright libertarians for the month of June. Uh, this month, I'm going to have to go back over uh, everything that we've raised so far because the portion that's going to help support Jonathan Reels in Alabama for his run. Uh, but uh, we will do organizations. We'll work with libertarian candidates. Uh, this, this is not just about you know me going around campaigning. This is about getting this network of activists able to do their work and their and engage in their passions, which is promoting the message of freedom. Um, and then Eric Gabriel, who just uh, links my Twitter down there, uh, he's our uh, communications director and uh, has everything. And uh, yeah, we have a link tree that connects you to all of this uh, that was gifted to us by uh, North Adams City Council candidate uh, Ashley Shade. Uh, it's a link true.e <laughs> slash first of all bitch uh, which is uh, it's uh, uh, there's a story behind that if you guys want to get into it uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah so that links everything to uh, how you can help support this network and get us all to where we need to go um, like I said we're going to Ohio and Alabama and Colorado all next month uh, October I'm trying to get to Illinois to, for their convention. I'm trying to get to Michigan to help out with their newly elected XCOM, uh, you know, with some of their events that they they might be planning. I've been talking to their new chair, Tim Yao, trying to get that work. Um, yeah, we're, 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 we're trying to make waves in the wake of everything drama that is the Libertarian Party. Uh, there are people who are keeping their noses to the ground and still turning forward, so... Nice. I just went ahead and put that link tree. I think I copied it correctly. No, I did not. I'll I'll post it in there again. Um, I was trying to do it all sly like, but uh, I'll 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 put it in there after after the show here. But um, man, we really appreciate you coming on. But before we let you go, I promised Mister Queter one thing, and that is that we would show you this promo. Right. Uh oh, I closed it out. Uh, this one right, y'all. Cause he kept posting in the comments. Show him the thing. Show him the thing. <laughs> so, promised him I'd do it, and that's not it. Oh my god, <laughs> the Matrix! Whoa! I Whoa. just broke the Matrix. Tripping. And that's it right here. Oh, that's a... <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, he's really proud of it. Uh, he didn't even make it, so uh, I'll take <laughs> that as a win. He's happy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tyler, I really appreciate Tom. you coming on. Oh yeah, we've been trying to, and uh, a lot of people have been donating to him, so that's awesome. But uh, 
Yeah, Tyler, man, I, I appreciate you coming on and uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us, a couple of idiots. So, no, it's been an honor. I appreciate you guys having me on, uh, and uh, definitely will get with me about uh, not a real veteran. Is that what it was? That's what yeah. it is, man. And you can follow the Veteran Caucus on Facebook too. I believe I already do. You're probably right. Nonsense. Tyler, bud, you have a good night and be safe. And uh, you're not a real libertarian. Thanks, man. Neither are you two. Right. No such thing. See you, bud. Well, I put the child back on the right here. This is great stuff. <laughs> you're going to get tired of this shit and call me. I right am about to get tired of this shit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but the thing is that you forget I have the power now. So you better stop. Get off my screen. But this uh, fun. This is like everybody with mod badges in the crack house. It's uh, just throwing people out. Um, yeah. So for anyone who's not already doing so, follow Not a Real Libertarian on Facebook, YouTube, uh, whatever podcast platform you are on. Comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Um, if you've got, uh, any questions, always send them to Will. Um, you know, just it doesn't matter how insane it is. Just, just send them to Will. I'll take them. I love questions. Uh, also make sure to tune in next week, Tuesday night, 7 PM freedom time for not a real news broadcast. And then Tuesday, uh, Wednesday night, yeah, Wednesday night. It's been a long day. Wednesday it. night. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday night for uh, Not A Real uh, Veterans podcast. And then next week, our guest will be Shannon Bray, who is running for public office. So a lot of good interviews still to come. Hey, yeah, we're three nights a week now. Damn, we're a real network. Something we got like to add that. network to all the logos and stuff. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like just keeping it as like not a real libertarian, and that could be biased on me because I came I, up with I the think name. It's biased. Let's let's talk. We might need to have like an overall <laughs> thing, like an umbrella kind of thing. But okay, did you, <laughs> did you talk about umbrella court? No, not umbrella core. Not a real network. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jimmy is thoughtful. I like that man. Probably do that. It, it does go with the theme. Because uh, there's no such thing as anything's real anymore. I mean, not even the birds are real. So birds were never real. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's it. that's right. Not birds not aren't real. Not, not they've been droned since 1913. Damn straight. Wow. Got the Federal Reserve, the IRS, and fake birds all in the same year. It was a terrible year for America. <laughs> I got to get the hell off this show. <laughs> the tenfold hat goes on and never comes off. Exactly. Tyler's in the comments. He said, we don't talk about the birds. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, gentlemen, I appreciate all of you tuning out, tuning in, tuning out, whatever. Uh, if you show, you show up, you probably just tune us out. So, but we appreciate you being here nonetheless. Thanks guys. We'll see y'all later. And you're not no a real such libertarian. Thing as a real libertarian. <laughs> Stalled. <laughs>